You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Ladies and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Del Torre. Top of the top, beautiful Monday morning. You know, great day to be a Gator in all kinds of weather and whatnot. How y'all boys weekend was, man? Dude, it was good, man. It was, it was a relaxing weekend. Um, ran some errands Friday, was in bed early, woke up, did a yoga Saturday morning, and Whoa! The, yes, the rest of Saturday was just kind of cool calm and collected okay uh, we'll a little bit about it but cool calm not a hundred percent collected but definitely cool and calm nick how's your weekend man this is uh dan fourth quarter dan a lot less benders than the first three quarters uh, of the fiscal calendar so they pick, it looks they like pick back up on 12 29 it, it does we are getting into like holiday uh party season i guess the djs uh have not been hitting the pools in tampa uh, I miss my guy Bender Dan. Um, uh, don't worry, he'll be he's, back. He's, he'll be back. New Year's resolution, Dan. These days, yes, no, not forgotten. No, <laughs> not forgotten. <laughs> you re reset the Bender vibes for the new year, man. You can't step into 2024 with the shenanigans. You got to open it up. Her, mm. you know. That's right. That's right. So, uh, boy, so how's your weekend? A beautiful man. Like great rainy weather. Didn't get yep. out and do a whole lot. Just you know, relaxation, bro. Uh, so that that was pretty much the vibes. Cozy, fired some some fired up some wood in the fire pit. Mm. S'mores with the family, mm. like that that type of vibes, man. Just man. happy to be inside with some gloomy weather. I'm, I'm washed. Yeah, family man vibes. Yeah, yeah what man. was that? We had like a tropical wave come through. Kind of, you that know, was was what it wasn't what I was expecting in December. Um, they hyped it up here in Tampa and shout out to the weather folks. I get it. They have to do what they have to do, but they hyped it up. Like we were going to get like the equivalent of a tropical storm. They're like, bring everything in. You're going to want to hunker down. Don't even think about going outside. Um, we, we did, we walked around and did all that kind of stuff. The, uh, national championship for volleyball was happening at, uh, Emily arena, uh, here this weekend. So all these folks from Nebraska and Wisconsin and Texas were all in town. Uh, they didn't know what to do. They were just glad it wasn't a blizzard, but, uh, Everything was safe here uh, in the Bay Area, so hopefully everybody else uh, was safe too. Yeah, I um, hung out, uh, got these bets in. Shout out to Hard Rock Bets. Got our first six bowl games on Saturday. Um, NFL. It always catches me off guard when there's like NFL games on a Saturday. Um, yeah. Our Miami Dolphins, another win, shutting out the Jets. How do I miss the Jags game? How'd they do? Primetime. Everyone watching. First yeah, we're not a prime time. Years. We're not we're not ready for prime time. No, we okay. actually had a we had a relax. What happened was we had a Monday night game a little while ago. Um uh -huh. we're back on prime time. We gotta earn okay. those rights. Uh I don't know. We're still learning. We gotta get get into the playoffs okay. right now, man. So I'm just I'm vibing, you know. Um humble. and then uh I was out doing uh Cruton. Helping out Corey and Keith. Uh, got to meet Will Harris. Um, nice guy. Seems very enthusiastic. I, mem I remember mentioning, hey, he doesn't have ties to the to the South, really, outside that one year of Georgia Southern. Um, 
the guy was just on his phone the whole day. Uh, got got to talk to him um, as before he was heading back to California to pick up his stuff, uh, bring it to Gainesville. So very enthusiastic about recruiting. Uh, obviously, we'll get into it. Florida landed a guy and uh, hitting yeah. the ground running. So shout out to Blake Alderman. Uh, he and I standing out there. It was like 60 degrees, 15, 20 mile an hour gusts of wind and raining. It's mm, not wow. a fun time. Not a fun yeah, time. It wasn't time in the job people. description, Nick, but uh, thank you for wearing that cap proudly. For Team all guy. Of those, that are, that, those that are listening, uh, shout out to the hard work of the, the folks at On3, and we'll shout out Blake specifically, but uh, um, but uh, but great job, everybody. we got a lot of news to go through today. Uh, three big transfer portal announcements yesterday and today that were announced. We're going to talk a little bit about early national signing day, which is uh, this week. And then finally, in about 50 minutes or so, we're going to be joined by a former Florida Gators legend and state championship winning coach, Cornelius Ingram, whose team, what'd you say, Nick, is on a 25-game win streak? Yeah, baby, the Hawthorne. Um, really cool story. I'll get into it more there. Uh, but he took over a team that had like 14 dudes on the roster. Uh, it's a small rural school. Um, they, they took it on the chin for a little while, um, but – have won, I believe, 25 games in a row, back-to-back state championships. Awesome. These, awesome. these former Gator coaches doing all right, man. Jacquez eating out there, you know, like can't can't complain at all from that from that standpoint. Shout out to them boys. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, let's get into a few pieces of housekeeping, then we'll get into the show today. Uh, we are looking for a presenting sponsor of the show. If you or your company uh, think that that might be a fit, we'd love to chat with you a little bit more. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button there. Uh, please hit the subscribe button uh, and please just engage in content. Last show's uh, last week's show got a little bit off the rails and we loved it. So uh, so keep it up. Don't announce any transfers that uh, did or didn't happen or don't announce any commitments that did or did not happen or decommitments for that matter too. Uh, looking out to one specific person from last week. But other Truth than that, seeker. yeah, we got a lot of people here. Mm. So if you guys can hit that like button, it helps the algorithm, helps us share this show. So let's get into the show. The Gators did land three commitments last or from uh two day two yesterday pardon me and one uh this morning so let's get into san diego state offensive tackle brandon crenshaw dixon who announced uh that he is going to be joining the florida gators from san diego state university he does have two years left to play uh over the course of his three years at san diego state um, started 20 consecutive games, 37 games overall, uh, played both right tackle and left tackle, started all 14 games this season uh, at, uh, at right tackle. I believe he only had nine quarterback hurries on the year and just one sack allowed. So um, again, gentlemen, Gators needed uh, definitely some offensive line help. It's probably not done or satiated the Gator Nation yet, but the six foot six, 310 uh, pounds. Gentlemen, your thoughts on Brandon Crenshaw Dixon. Immediate, he's played right tackle and left tackle. Uh, I think an immediate help to the offensive line, three years of experience. Um, spoke to him in person on Sunday, and um, I think one, uh, the family atmosphere, he kept talking about that, said that was important to him. Um, and then the second for him, I think, was the chance to play in the SEC. Not sure if this was his only uh, SEC offer, but he was excited to um, 
get an opportunity to play in the SEC against guys who are proven um, and guys that will go to the league. Um, you said he has two years to play. I think he has <clears throat> two years to play one. He's coming here with the intention of playing well, staying healthy, and, and hopefully getting drafted after 24. Well, wouldn't he have two years just because of that COVID year? Yes. Three? Yeah. So I guess he'd have three years to play. I, I'm, I'm ready for COVID, the COVID years to be done. To be yeah. honest with you. They'll never end. Yeah, it's <laughs> like be going on forever. Uh, like the way he moves. We're showing his film right here. If you if you're watching it on YouTube and not on uh, Apple uh, or Spotify, or we're playing a little of his huddle film. Um, I like his mobility and him being able to like get up to the second level and put a hat on, you know, um, on linebackers and and whatever. But I think it's it's, it's a great improvement, and you get to push Damian and George. Damian George inside, who was abysmal outside. I, I don't know if he plays right tackle or left tackle. I know we're uh, we also reached out to a former gator that transferred uh, last year yep. as well. So upgrades has got to happen in the offensive line for these guys to have a chance at keeping their jobs. Um, just position of need. You know, the streets was getting crazy over the weekend, saying that Billy was looking for a buyout. And uh, the other SEC team that was in the uh, works for this kid was uh, Mississippi State. I have no complaints. I think okay. it's a good Perfect. gig. Yeah. Af- af- athletic tackle. Am I lagging? Athletic tackle that could get to the second okay. level, uh, could play right or left tackles, just give us some flexibility with the tackle position. Yeah, no, a little bit of a lag there, but no, no, you're exactly right. So, again, the Gators definitely desperately need help, pardon me, on the offensive line. Uh, the ability to go get um, good offensive linemen is very, very hard in the transfer portal. There's not a lot of available talent out there. Uh, I think when you look at the talent that's available, I think he's the 101st ranked player overall um, in the 247 uh, rankings of transfer portal folks. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of wide receivers, running backs uh, that are going to take up a bulk of that. So, Getting a guy like him is is a big improvement. Uh, the Gators desperately need help on the offensive line. The tackle spot was was rough this year. Uh, the guard spot, you probably had a couple guys playing out of position as well. So Gators probably only had true eight maybe offensive linemen. Um, and pool. I think a lot of Gator fans would would probably disagree that uh, there was even eight available. So being able to go get a guy like him uh, is huge for, you know, building up what that, uh, that team should look like uh, going into next year. So you knew you needed help on the offensive line to go and get uh, Brandon Crenshaw uh, Dixon from, um, uh, from San Diego state. We struggle so much with like just screen blocking. When we try to run screens, our offensive linemen getting in space, having to block defensive backs or linebackers, they struggle. Um, this guy seemingly does well at though at both of those things, getting to the second level, uh, being able to to be athletic and blocking space. We're just missing athletic offensive linemen, and he brings yeah. that to the table. Yeah, Pro Football Focus has him ranked as the ninety fourth best tackle. Uh, in the country this last year, um, his grade was a 71.8 this year. So he ranked 94th out of 626 tackles uh, in the FBS last year. Uh, the year before, he was 85th out of 610. So uh, I think his PFF passing grade is pretty good. Pass blocking grade, sorry. Yes, his pass blocking grade is an 80. Uh, he ranked 70th out of 590. And then on run blocking, he was 143rd. So uh, a big, dic- you know, a big a gap there. So he was an 80 uh, for run block and a 66.8 on um, on run pass block 80. Sorry, run block 66.8. 
Um, so, so pretty large difference there, but uh, not as big of a difference as I might have thought when it came to uh, to overall ranking out of that group. Yeah, and you're gonna need you're gonna need depth. I think he is a guy that can start, but also it just gives you another. You know, when I say depth, it's not just like, hey, you got a bunch of freshmen who aren't going to be ready to play, so you have depth, like available depth. Um, so there's two different, uh, I think a massive difference in having roster number depth and mm -hmm. actual ready-to-play on Saturday depth. Yeah, 663 so, so. offensive line snaps this year. That's a ton. That's a ton of offensive line uh, snaps. So, again – a great player, six foot six, three hundred and ten pounds, comes over from San Diego State. And I know San Diego State's not a. Uh, I think that they fired their coach this year. Uh, Brady Hoke uh, mm -hmm. was their coach, but uh, a lot of good players have come out of San Diego State over the last few years. So hopefully, Brandon Crenshaw Dixon can fit right into this team. Uh, the Gators desperately needed help. Uh, you lose Kingsley Aguakin. You have a couple of other transfer portal uh, players out of there, and then certainly you want a little bit more out of Damian George. And then just overall, the offensive line as a whole um, desperately needs some some additional folks. So whether he's a starter or whether he's you know a backup that plays a ton, uh, the Gators desperately needed that help. So they go and grab Brandon Crenshaw Dixon out of the transfer portal. Any thoughts Nick, on him? Go ahead, Nick. What do you? Who, how many? We were speaking of death, death, <laughs> death. Shout out to the death. Cornelius uh, Cromarty loves the way I say death and death. Whatever. Uh, what do you? How many pieces do you think we need at offensive line additions? Uh, we got two transfer portal windows between now and the spring one. How many do you think we need to get adequate depth for for the fall? Um. So, uh, Brandon was hosted by uh, Jake Slaughter, who's back, and Austin Barber, who a couple shows ago I said, "Hey, listen, this might be a kid who tests the NFL." Um, he. According to Brandon, Austin Barber is coming back. So that's two tackles. Um, if you can get another one, like does do you you'd like to have four tackles that you think can <clears throat> start and play? Um, obviously, you, it'll be interesting to see where Cam Waits plays. Do you want to slide him inside and keep him at guard? Do you want to slide him back outside to tackle? I look at. Uh, Brandon and Austin as being your starting tackles, whether they're left or right. So you'd want two more of those. Um, you get Jake Slaughter back. That kind of handles uh, a guard spot. I don't know what Mike and Mazuka's doing. Um, uh, I heard he was going to try to test the NFL waters. You've got until you got a little less than a month till uh, January 15th. Um, so like the depth there is good because I think Najee Harris will be ready to play and contribute. Um, Obviously, Cam Waits already mentioned Mike and Mazuka. If he stays, Rod Kearney's another guy. So, like, they're kind of there. Um, but if you get a, a guy who has 600 snaps, um, you would you would take him. So, like, the numbers are okay. You'll be fine if these are just the numbers. Um, but if you can get a guy who can come into play and you think can challenge for a starting spot, you can take one, two more. So if you uh, there's an offer that went out to Michael Tarquin, uh, former mm -hmm. Gate offensive lineman that transferred to OSC, a uh, USC. Sorry, uh, do do you go get him? Because we, we we look like we kind of solidified with possibly starters at tackle spots. Uh, is that a guy you still try to pursue heavily, or what do you think? Yeah, I think the reason why so like Tarquin got hurt, Austin Barber looked really good, and then they kind of split time. So I think. 
there's there's so many narratives like, oh, he stunk, so Florida told him to leave. That wasn't the case. Uh, clearly not the case because they offered him again. Um, I hey, think baby. he had a better think. <laughs> I think he had a better opportunity uh, nil wise. I think USC was throwing a bunch of money at people nil wise because they viewed it as we have one year Caleb Williams. Let's make a run at a national championship. Um, and then he got benched, I think, towards the end of the year at, at SC. So he's looking for a place to play. Now, he's from Central Florida. Uh, is it appealing to come back home? Or do you look and think, all right, well, I already had the split time with Austin Barber. Now there's another guy in here. Can I? Is there somewhere else that will just tell me, hey, you're going to be our starting right tackle. You're going to be our starting left tackle. So that would be interesting to me. He also just got married, I think, right before last football season. Um, so it's not going to be a, just a him decision. He's making, uh, family decisions now already. Yeah. You got to bring him in. Shout out to my man, Reese Collier in the, in the comments competition is just always good. So we could yep. get him in. If it's up to us, like, I definitely think you pursue him. We'll see if we can, you know, land him and get him back into the fold, but definitely would take him back. Uh, I don't know the people. Like, oh, he left. Like, don't, what are we doing? We're weak. Nah, bro. You, this is. A different era you go get talent you you know put put talented guys on your roster bro because when people get injured you know the attrition is gonna happen and if mm-hmm. you don't have guys in the trenches to be able to fill in uh, that's what made georgia a lot better than in georgia mm-hmm. and the pamas is there's no fall off when they have a star to go out if you have a star to go out and then you got true freshman or red shirt freshman you're trying to throw out there in the fire that's not ready then you get what we had this past fall yeah, we always say the difference between championship teams is not just their ability to stack talent as starters. It's their ability to have that depth behind them that when a player does go out there, there's not a huge gap between player A and player B. And obviously we saw that there's a huge difference between player A and player B uh, for the Florida Gators this year. So again, a welcome addition. And, you know, certainly, you know, the Gators have an opportunity for him to come in and play a lot of snaps, whether that's at a starter or whether that's as a, uh, a serviceable backup at, at both right and left tackle, obviously a ton of experience doing both. So those are the kind of things that you look for uh, out of these players. So that's a great get uh, for the Florida Gators. Uh, he visited this weekend, committed uh, right after his visit um, to the Florida Gators. Uh, the next visit, the next commitment that the Gators got was not too much later after. Uh, it was Joey Slackman. Uh, he is the Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year uh, from the University of Pennsylvania. He was the University of Pennsylvania's first Defensive Player of the Year since 2015. He had 50 total tackles, 12 tackles for loss, four sacks, has one year of eligibility remaining uh, at the University of Florida. He left campus last week, and there was a lot of concern amongst Gator Nation about whether he would ultimately make that commitment to the University of Florida. He does. He takes a couple more visits uh, during the course of this week and then does circle around. Nick, you're going to have to put yourself on mute. <laughs> yeah, um, sniffles. He puts, but he's snuffleupagus over there. Uh, <laughs> he ultimately comes back, uh, commits the University of Florida, and a very welcome addition to that interior defensive line. So, uh, Silk, what are your thoughts on Joey Slackman? I've been saying we need a defensive tackle with some get-off. Uh, we got some space eaters with Cam Jackson. Uh, uh, what's my big man? Desmond Watson. Uh, Caleb Banks, we got space eaters, and I think that's a lot what they want. Like, I think that's the role of the defensive tackle. Uh, but when you when you're trying to pass rush and you're trying to collapse pockets, you know, move the pot the quarterback's lunch position, you need guys that could get off and, and do some things. I think uh Slackman fills that role. Uh great film. I love the film. 
uh, his education resume is about to be off the charts with that pen degree and that, and that Gator degree, man. He's about to, if football don't work out, he definitely could go pro with some other things. Sure. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it's uh, Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I think I had heard that he had a really good uh, visit two weekends ago. Um, still went, went on some visits, and, and I think the thought was, and I think we get wrapped up, not just saying pointing finger at fans, but saying even even like us, we get wrapped in like, man, like a lot of these kids are going on a visit and shutting it down. And like portal recruitment is way different than high school recruitment. Um, he's going through an injury, just had bicep surgery. So maybe uh, his timeline was a little different. Maybe just a smart kid and wanted to see everything, see uh, all of his options, make his Venn diagrams and positives and negatives. Um um, but you know, when he left and didn't, didn't shut down the recruitment, I think we thought here, here's Florida again, just, you know, bringing kids on campus to give them a free lunch and a free tour, maybe a free pair of Jordans. And then they go and commit somewhere else. So, um, it's a good player, a guy who can, if not start, uh, play starter snaps. And, and I think we saw how, um, you know, the, the reps between McClellan, uh, Banks, Nah, not less to and less extent Watson, but Cam, uh, I think we saw how they when they would play like 20 snaps each, third 25, 30 snaps each a game, um, and really split, keep guys uh, fresh throughout the game. So even if he's not a starter, you know, first snap of the game, a guy that will play starter reps. Position of need, bro. They're filling it out. I think you lose Chris McClellan, who was at uh, Colorado this past weekend, checking mm -hmm. out Dion. He has a lot of interest, but you definitely elevate uh, the room in the position with bringing that guy in with his experience, leadership, just like dude can straight up play defensive tackle. He hasn't been playing that long. He's a, a wrestler and, and, and was doing some other things. I think he only been playing. He started playing college football, if, if I'm not mistaken, as far as the defensive tackle. So it's not a lot of experience there, but just pure brute strength and talent, man, that you just can't teach and get off is one of those things, bro. Are we still waiting to see who that defensive line coach, which is impressive. Uh, deep, well, he, 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 we got defensive tackle. Right, um, coach, yeah, we're missing defensive tackle coach. You still have Peterson, so we're missing defense, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, being able to get him without a without a coach is also impressive. Uh, you know, that's one of the criticism that's been coming from the fan base and everybody involved. Like, who who do we get in at defensive line coach? Maybe this kid doesn't want to commit because he don't know who's going to be coaching him. Uh, but you know, a few days go by and then we get a hell of a Sunday. So, shout out to Billy for, for addressing a need. He got a lot more work to do, I think, in the portal with bringing some talent in for Graham Mertz uh, and some weapons, but great get at a position of need. Yeah. No, and I want to give a, a quick shout out, JP. Say good morning to to be a uh, – it's a good morning to be a Gator, huh, fellas? Know some of them poison per pushers are sick this morning. Go Gators. Thank you, JP, for the super chat. Uh, that picture yeah, is wild. Um, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of poison pushing last uh, last week, uh, especially after this visit. You know, and I kind of alluded to uh, back in, in June, the Gators had a bunch of commit, or, uh, recruits on campus. They didn't land any of them that week and a lot of Gator Nation was was upset they said where is this staff's ability to recruit their ability to close um and then over the course of the next few weeks i think you got six or seven of those guys uh, that committed Joey Slackman comes to campus you you maybe try to shut it down he goes to visit a few other schools 
maybe, you know, Nick was talking Venn diagram pros, cons. There's other reasons why kids are visiting schools now as well. You can read into that as much as you want. Uh, but ultimately he circles back and joins uh, the university of Florida. So again, I think he's the, He's ranked pretty high uh, on the transfer portal ranking somewhere in the, the top 20, top 30. So uh, on three has him ranked as the 15th best transfer in the country. So uh, great get for the Florida Gators and uh, excited to see what he might be able to do. Uh, and then finally, we did get one more commitment. Let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at Lucy.co. If you are looking for a nicotine kick. If you're looking to relax, if you're looking to uh, vibe out a little bit more, look forward to lucy.co forward slash stadium at checkout. So all sorts of great flavors. This flavor right here is cinnamon. Pretty good flavor. Um, Ooh, I didn't get a cinnamon. Yeah, you did not get a cinnamon. Um, so go get, uh, go check them out. Lucy.co, uh, mint, wintergreen, all the flavors that you can imagine that you've seen out there uh, on the marketplace so far. So again, go check out Lucy.co. I've been a big fan. Uh, they started reaching out to us about five, six weeks ago. So uh, really a great product uh, to, uh, to go check out. So again, Lucy.co forward slash stadium. As always, important reminder to know that nicotine is an addictive chemical. Everything is aged verified at checkout and for the users 18 years or older. So again, lucy.co forward slash stadium. All right. Finally, the Gators landed from Oregon, a defensive back named Triquez. Bridges. Sorry, I want to make sure that's pronouncing right. Triquez Bridges, uh, six foot three, one hundred and ninety-eight pounds. Originally a three-star prospect from the class of twenty nineteen. Uh, he is ranked as the hundred first overall player in the two four seven transfer portal ranking and the ninth best cornerback in this cycle. So only played two hundred and five snaps this year compared to his seven hundred and four from the year before. Obviously, looking for an opportunity to make an impact and come to the University of Florida is probably going to play uh, more of that star type of uh, corner uh, that uh, that Jaden Hill uh, played this year. So, gentlemen, your thoughts on Triquees Bridges? Like to get originally from Alabama. Uh, went out there with uh, you know in Oregon, made some plays at this at position of cornerback. Uh, do like him at star safety, six three guy, rangy. You know, I think a good get. We'll see how it all plays out. Cornerback's a little bit tricky, but from the film I saw on uh, the competition that you're against, Washington was a is a playoff team. They were after him pretty heavily. Yep. Uh, he took a visit out there and actually committed to us after that visit. So mm -hmm. uh, you like to be in competition with undefeated teams that's in the playoffs. Um, but also another good get. Um, originally, when I seen us going after him and, and, you know, after we landed him, I'm thinking maybe he was a West Coast kid and Will Harris just had some relationships out there. But now he's actually from Bama. Um, mm. There's some more defensive backs and some more guys that we're going to be going out there in the portal. I would like to know where our numbers is at, like what we got to push out to be able to go to get more aggressive in the portal. We could talk about that afterwards, but a very solid get at another position of need. You know, we struggled at starting safety the last few years. Uh, bringing in an athletic guy like him that has played corner, which which I like. I like his tape at corner wasn't bad. Yeah, I think corners are a little bit more uh, tougher being put on the island, having to cover guys with less amount of help um, as far as in, in, inside help that's coming from linebackers or safety. But uh, he executed well out there. Dan Lanning liked him at corner. We like him at some other spots. So here we go. 
Yeah, like I like the the safety nickel take. Um, hopefully, uh, I mean we talked about Jaden Hill, but if Jaden Hill leaves, that's a huge hole um, yeah. uh, at nickel to fill. Um, and and unfortunately, this season will no longer go as Jaden Hill goes, as it has for the last quarter century. Well, it doesn't mean that um, Jaden Hill's gone, right? Uh, and Jordan it doesn't. Shout out, to, shout out to him. Does this mean next season, uh, next year, will not go as Jaden Hill goes? Um, you know, wh- who knows? But if your favorite NFL team drafts him, then your season will go as he goes, which probably is Super Bowl bound. Uh, but we don't know yes. where uh, Florida is recruiting him right now. He's played a lot of different uh, positions all over that defensive backfield. He was – uh, the highest-ranked Oregon player in 2022 on the defensive side of the ball, according to Pro Football Focus, and he was a third-team All-Pac-12, uh, according to All Pro, uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, pardon me, last year uh, in 2012 as well. So, again, saw diminished stats in 2023, so hopefully for him he's looking for an opportunity to make an impact. And we saw that the Gators desperately need some help all over the defensive backfield. So him coming in and whether he starts, whether he plays a substantial amount or whether he fills in in a depth role, the Gators desperately needed help there. So again, you go and get another player that visited last weekend, takes some time away, goes to visit some other schools, notably Washington for Bridges, comes back, circles around, uh, and the Gators able to grab him. So a lot of the complaining, a lot of the moaning, a lot of the just incessant like whining and complaining that's been happening on Twitter over the last couple of weeks, but really over the last week over the transfer portal, seemingly gets a little bit nipped in the bud. Yeah, I don't know who uh, he got beat out by at Oregon, but clearly Oregon's a better football team than us. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I don't know what i i get it you know what i'm saying like uh we brought in some Wish guys, we could have got like, the freshman transfer but rj moton came in and, and just didn't do anything for us um i also wasn't high on his athleticism but like like i said washington is a playoff team they got they got a good solidified roster and they after this guy pretty heavily so you want to be in we're not in a better position than than washington either so I, I like to get competition just, you know, pulls out the best of everybody. I still like my young freshmen that that were brought in through the recruiting class last year. Think highly of those guys. I think they're all going to pan out, but you need some older guys to push them too. Like nobody should have a layup to, to a starting spot. Everybody needs to go earn a mm-hmm. spot this, this spring and fall. Florida and Washington are in kind of in the same boat. Neither of them have a game the rest of the month. We have a, a fashion request from – my guy, Jeremy Morris. Yeah, Jeremy, Nick, can you turn your hat around? Uh, Nick is flexing that he went to the Masters. So uh, you'll learn one thing about Nick is he's going to flex his Masters attendanceship anywhere that he gets. So uh, Chris Sorley says, I don't know how these transfers will launch Florida into a winning season. <clears throat> I would not get any transfers. Bro, Chris Sorley Chris is like- a, a broken and beaten man. Like yeah. when it when it, but like before the fall, Chris was in here lying heavier than silk, mm. just pushing lies. I think I think he's on the other side of the uh the 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 coin. I think he's I'm optimistic uh fan, and he's more. I Nick, think Chris was Nick, optimistic. Nick's mystic. Chris Chris was Chris was pumping lies heading into 2023. Mm. He just he got broken and beaten down. Chris, we need you back. We need you back, Chris. Uh, it's the off season. Maybe it's lying. It's lying season. This is where we all thrive, right? <laughs> uh, Captain and they give Captain me some, some work. here said Cam Jackson 
Kelby Collins, TJ Searcy, Joey Slackman, LJ McCray. We could have something on the defensive line. Yeah, that's a, on paper. That's a really, really good defensive line. You've got that's depth. A lot you've of got stars. talent. Yeah. Um, that's, it's a good defensive line. Hope they get him a coach. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. Cornelius Cromarty uh, said, the Pac-12 passing league, give me any DB out there. So obviously uh, they throw a lot, uh, like you said. Uh, he feels good to tackle a little bit. I like, I like his tackle Pac-12, Yeah. So uh, solid, uh, solid additions there. Uh, so gentlemen, anything else you want to talk about uh, of these three transfers that the Gators get, got? I just need a, a number breakdown. Where are we at? I want a realistic like look at who we can bring in, bring in how many people we could go get in the transfer portal because we still got a recruiting class to bring in. You got to get that number to eighty five. You got a spring window. It's a lot of moving parts. Um, I just want to know like where are we at number wise. Uh, well, the number is fake. Like eighty, you don't need to be at eighty five until fall. until fall camp. Um, this staff is fine going over that number. Um, now like I, 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 on our message board, I was like, you can have a hundred guys on scholarship. That's, you know, that's obvious. like, yes, you can. Uh, you're going to have to have 15 very difficult conversations, um, with, with people and let it all sort itself out. But, um, the number's fine. Like if you, if you're not, you're not telling a guy no, because it might put you at 86. Good. That was the. Will Muschamp way of doing things, I, I, and that's that's things you know, have changed. Uh, things have changed, um, especially with the transfer portal and and the way rosters are so fluid. Yeah, you could have ninety guys on scholarship heading, uh, you know, during spring camp, and you might have seven guys who look at what happens in spring, and go, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna end up watching this team play from the sideline. Let me go find somewhere else to go. And if and they need me to be the ice man, I can be the ice man. I, I think a, a lot of people are are doing a great job at telling players that they uh, don't want them on their Gators anymore. I don't know that they need you to jump in for that dance. Yeah, well, I mean, but this is like an official capacity. Yeah. Uh, okay. Eric Buholt said uh, again, we're trusting we're trusting the numbers here from a, a, a very open YouTube chat, right? But I'm <laughs> yeah. trust my guy Eric here that said we have 65 on campus right now, Buholtz, probably 19 in the class, Buholtz. three from the portal so far. I trust a guy named Buholtz. Seems like and then Gata Gata Don says Jacob Rudner, uh, great guy, reports we are currently at 66 scholarship players with yesterday's pickups and had to add high school recruits. Hmm. And yeah, then, so we're going to be over, and that's fine. And then three important graduation announcements: Jaquavion Frazier's quarterback Miller and Weston all graduated on Saturday. So congratulations, boys! Going that U.S. degree will take you far. For sure. Shout out to Eric Buholtz. I wonder if he's uh, connected to the uh, the school in Gainesville. Maybe he is. I mean, maybe he's Gator lore, right? Uh, Go Gainesville Bob, lore. Yes. So, uh, so that's what we've got there. So, uh, again, three big transfer pickups, an offensive lineman, a defensive tackle, and a defensive back. All three are what the Gators wanted. Let's look at some transfer portal destinations of guys that are currently uh, – in the transfer portal from the University of Florida. Uh, a lot of them have made uh, their announcements. So let me just pull that 
up right now. Uh, as always, while I pull this up, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share it, tell all your friends, tell all your family that this is what you're going to base your Christmas and New Year's conversations off of are, are these three guys right here. So make sure that they know so they can come prepared uh, with some lies as well. So um, some announcements. Jordan Herman uh, announced that he's going to be transferring to Charlotte. Kamari Wilson is going to be transferring to Arizona State. Princely Ume Milan to Ole Miss. Jonathan Odom to Eastern Michigan. Caleb Douglas, Texas Tech. Max Brown to Charlotte. And that is all of the announcements that we have thus far. So Chris McClellan right now uh, getting some, uh, you got a recruiter prediction machine is what you guys call it on three. Um, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Trevor Etienne, Georgia. Will Norman is still uh, taking his visits. Uh, Miguel Mitchell still taking his visits. Uh, hopefully he didn't miss the angle on his plane flight. Uh, so that's what we've got uh, right now. So uh, those are the names that you can be looking out for. Nasty with the Georgia stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Trying to see if there's. I would like George's there. DB to enter the transfer portal, though. They got my guy AJ, AJ Harris, or yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I know yeah. we're crying about ETN possibly going there, but this is a new era, and if we get to tone our eight grab right, and our Brendan Cox, Brenton Cox grab from Georgia with the uh, AJ Harris, I wouldn't mind mm -hmm. that take. Let's try to grab that if if possible. This is just me speaking out loud. I don't know where we at in his recruitment. Yeah, hopefully Have we, we reached out Nick? twice by him. Have we have we reached out, Nick? Do you know we have? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I I think Auburn's moving heavy. I think um, the hell Auburn got going on. They got that bag out, boy. I guess Auburn and Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah I saw somebody else mentioning Walter Nolan. Like Florida has, I think I think we have a, as good of a chance as uh, Walter Nolan being our fourth podcast host. Well, Walter Nolan's uh, get that boy a call, man. Yeah. Ole Miss, it looks like for Walter Nolan. Is that right? I think, yeah, I think Pete Nako's putting a um a RPM for him. But listen, okay. ben, Ole Miss, clearly they're like, hey, we're getting Jackson Dart back. Let's make some moves. Shout out to the Grove Collective. The Grove Collective um has like more than five thousand members. They've got a ton of um corporate sponsorships. Lane Kiffin pumps that out. Um yeah. And uh, they've got a ton of support. They serious about tiny, it. Out there, tiny man. little town. They are. They did. The Grove Collective is one of the best collectives in the entire country. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, showing in the transfer portal. Yeah. And that's and and not to diminish that, but in in the recruiting classes, funds too, though. So. Yeah, but but in ten. Uh, that's know, the in, thing. That's the thing too. It's been great. Um, to watch people yelling at me and yelling at each other in the comments when all I'm doing is just saying like every day, Hey, end of the day, here's the transfer portal numbers. And then I, that one got like 300, 400,000, the first one impressions. And then I followed it up right away with also, Hey, there's a correlation to your recruiting class and your transfer portal class. You see Florida, Georgia, Alabama at the time when I did the first one, hadn't signed anybody in the portal and these other schools had signed, um, four, five, six. I think Ole Miss is up to nine now. Um, but, like, Georgia has the number one recruiting class and have nobody signing the transfer portal. I think they're going to get the uh, Vanderbilt wide receiver. 
Um, but like there's a correlation to what you're doing at the high school ranks and what you're doing in the portal. Ole Miss, I think their signing class is like 20, and that's why they're hitting guys in the portal. They think they can win this year um, or will take a run at it in 2024, um, trying to win the, the SEC. So you're going to load up on portal guys. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be it's interesting to see, and it's a deeper conversation on just uh, where recruiting's heading as far as portal, high school, JUCO, all of that, and also development. Uh, like how much how much resources do you spend on a high school recruit that may not like the chances are these these guys sticking three four years is slim to none these days. So I'm interested to see how everything kind of transitions as far as uh, portal recruiting. We've seen Florida State make a run at it this 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 mm-hmm. past season to try to go. They went undefeated and failed. So shout out to them boys. I appreciate that. But they did make a run. They're looking at a favorable schedule, uh, a solidified quarterback position, just throwing some pieces, some star power at certain spots with Brandon Fisk, uh, Keon Coleman. They brought in some big-time Porter guys to go undefeated this past year. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of it pans out, especially at the quarterback position. Um, guys, are just, teams are going to grab one-year rentals uh, at yeah. quarterback spot. Florida State's one of those programs. Lane Kiffin has been heavy in the portal with quarterbacks. Uh, Ohio State lost their quarterback, McCord, to getting, you know, advantageous with trying to bring in a better arm so like the trend is going towards uh less development at some of these spots and going and get guys with reps even at a lower level at like Penn or like brandon fisk was at a fcs they have reps and they can come in and provide some you know immediate impact so it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out and that's the that's the the thing a lot of schools are still building through. And I think the way to build a program is through high school recruiting and supplement through the portal. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, and people might say, but you're saying that Florida has to get portal guys. They need help. Yeah. Like they need guys who can help them right now. um, And that might not be through. Yeah. Or else you're, that's, that's where I'm coming from with the portal. I think if Billy Napier has five years and I don't know that you get five years to, be a 500 coach, then I think you're doing it the right way. But I think you need guys like Joey Slackman, um, mm-hmm. like Brandon, not gonna, I'm not going to butcher his last name, like Brandon, guys that can come in and play right away right now. Crenshaw uh, Dixon, Brandon Crenshaw Dixon. Crenshaw Dixon. Yeah, that was a pretty yeah, good his dad. Met his, met his uh, dad yesterday too. Shout out. Did he, yeah, did no, he get no. married? Why did he hyphen his last name? I don't know. Didn't ask. Mm. Just kidding. It's a joke. Small yeah. J journalism. Small J journalism. Um, there's another name that I know is popular just because we have 15 minutes before CI comes on. So I want to make sure that we get to him. Uh, is speaking of Brandon Crenshaw Dixon, is his safety teammate Marcus Ratcliffe, who like uh, has been committed to UCLA, uh, but Florida and Texas AM offered him a scholarship on Sunday. According to On Three's Keith Niebuhr, uh, he's been talking to Will Harris, the Gators' new defensive back coach, for a couple of weeks now. Uh, he's known him since he was at Washington, uh, Harris, that is. Uh, and so 
he is potentially talking to the Florida Gators about visiting and what days might work, uh, and then talk to his family about it. So six foot two, hundred and eighty-four pounds, thirty tackles, one interception as a freshman, would still have three years of eligibility. Uh, is the number eleven ranked safety. Uh, in the on three transfer portal rankings. So he has a visit planned for UCLA on January 8th. Uh, so it might be around that time. But again, uh, the Gators are at least kicking the tires on Marcus Radcliffe. Silk, I know you're a big fan of uh, of Radcliffe. Yeah, I like Marcus Radcliffe. He had a lot of, lot of, lot of years to play as well. He started as a true freshman out there. Uh, impressive film in the box. Uh, could play some star safety, linebacker. Um, but, you know, very athletic guy and you know committed to ucla if we could get him to come on a visit we got to work these west coast ties his relationships out there as far as will harris he got to work his relationships on the west coast i know uh there's a john bosco kid that, that he's interested in well as well as from the high school level jason mitchell um we'll see how how safety recruiting at the high school level works out but relationships matter he don't have a lot of east coast ties south ties so we're going to see some West Coast names that he can probably, you know, move quick on and, and land that we not, we normally wouldn't land. So we'll see how Will Harris works out. But I do like how aggressive he is. Just because he's committed to UCLA don't mean nothing in the portal. Mm-hmm. He's not enrolled. So let's get aggressive and try to get that kid here. What's a commitment? What nothing is a commitment? these days. What's a, what's a, what's a level of an intent? Like <laughs> nothing's, yeah. nothing's yeah. binding anymore. I mean, now they, they've changed the rules with the second transfer. Like you don't yeah. need to labor for the second transfer. So yeah. nothing means nothing anymore. Um, So talking to Will a little bit on Sunday, um, like he hasn't even really gotten time to watch the, and when we say film, like they just have cutups, like he will be able right. to just watch cutups of his defensive backs. He's not, you know, scrolling through Lib Gators uh, <laughs> TV copy. Um, he hadn't even had time to watch Jason Marshall, Jalen Kimber, like all of the cornerbacks yet. So he is, he had his iPad ready for his flight say, back to California. He knows. He knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, you got to know. Yeah, my mama knows. knows. Yeah. Your, yeah. Well, your mom, your mom's very informed, Silk. <laughs> my auntie knows, man. Yeah. I, okay, I don't know. Auntie, Auntie just says some sly stuff. I don't know if Auntie knows. Auntie was judging your Chloe. Uh, Bro, yeah, I, sure. Auntie, Auntie's out of pocket. Like, <laughs> I know I said that out of pocket. Um, but like that, that's going to take time. So like he's basically he came in and hey, here are the marching orders. Here are the guys we need. Here are the guys that we're recruiting. We want them. We've already done this. Um, so you just take marching orders. Now you're going to go in. Uh, you have. Ties to the West Coast, guys like that. Uh, he'll now figure out, okay, this is what I see. This is what we need. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a process. It's uh, talking to him. It's a whirlwind when you, uh, you know, take a job two weeks before signing day. Yeah, well, he got out of there just in time. The Chargers fired their entire team, our entire uh, staff, uh, pardon me, uh, on Monday okay, uh, after getting it. blown out. So he had not, a Christmas yeah. tree. What was the Christmas tree thing about? That, that had the screech height. I think that's Gregory Smith, Tampa Bay. Gregory Tampa. Smith. Yep, yep. Let's get into uh, recruiting a little bit. Uh, I did see your question, Matt S., um, but I want to get to bro him, and that caught my mm. attention because he's got the Gator Golf logo. Nick, do you think we grab another kicker or punter out of the portal? Is Jeremy Crawshaw coming back? Is the Boomin' Onion sticking around? The Boomin' Onion. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, Crosshaw's back. Um, 
Oh, good. CI just hit me back. He's going to be good. Um, yeah, Crawshaw's coming back. I don't know. There I was joking go. with him. I was I was like, hey, man, you can transfer to Iowa. And he's like, nobody wants to punt 80 times. I'm like, me? I, I want to see it. That's electric. <laughs> electric. Oh, you um, got googly eyed over there. He did, didn't he? Yeah, that's a look that it's not just a shtick. It's, it actually is yeah. a feeling inside. Behind there, <laughs> Ooh, got goosebumps. 80 punts. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, Crawshaw's back. He's got another year. Shout out to him. He graduated. Um, that's pretty dope. Um, so it, um, yeah, Florida's good next year. They got the one punt. I, it, it, yeah, they, they got Bobby Engstler. I'm not sure if that's who you're going to say. He's the number three punter, number 11 kicker by Coles. Yeah. And I'll have to see plan on using him as just a punter, punter and kicker. Um, but we'll see. We'll see when he gets on campus. Yeah, and then the Gators still have uh, Trey Smack kicking, uh, and hopefully he gets his mojo back after a, an unfortunate end of the season for him. So I uh, don't see much in the kicker-punter world uh, yet coming, but I appreciate you, bro him. Uh, Matt S., thoughts on Xavier Filosame, Florida or Texas? Nick, everybody that's a member of On3 knows what you Oh, everybody Ooh. on On3 knows. And he committed. Is. <laughs> Dan hit the portal mid-show. Yeah, yeah he, he's out of here. You got NIL um, that came through bigger than what we can mm. offer. Oh, what's up, man? Welcome Where back. I'm back. I'm back. So sorry. So Xavier yeah. Philsame, Florida, thank Texas. You. Thank you, Trot. Phil some me. Phil some me. Phil some. Phil some me. Phil some me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I put in a flip to Texas. Uh, Keith Niebuhr, Corey Bender put in flips to Texas. A couple of the Texas writers put in flips to Texas. Um, I think anyone on our site definitely is is not expecting to uh, have Phil Simi in the class. Um, I think that ship has sailed, but, you know, who knows? Anything can happen in recruiting. Yeah. Business decisions made. Copyright said that here in the comments. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity. Texas is uh, playing for a spot in the national. Copyright with a K. That's funny. Yeah, That's copyright with a K. So much, with so much pun in it. Um, so, but, uh, Zaire Filsami, or Filsami, uh, we will find out on early national signing day, but all things trend to him, not, uh, being a part of this class. Uh, how true is that his uh, high school coach is getting a job at Texas? I know his high school coach. Not at all. Not at all? Not at all. All right. Literally, literally no basis in reality. Uh, that's why I love Twitter, man. Just like facts that aren't facts. Uh, but yeah, you just never know what's going on in recruiting. It does look like the buzz and the trend is Texas. Uh, and also you just don't know what's going on in our recruiting. Like I think they're doing a good job of just keeping us out of the know. I don't think Billy is letting shit leak out right now. We're finding out last minute with a whole lot of stuff like last last night. We just didn't know what the hell was going on. Like I thought that kid was going to Washington. He went to Washington, said he was gonna make an announcement to Triquest kid. Um and even Slackman, I didn't think we had a shot at that until yesterday, and it started, you know, the the, the buzz picked back up. So I don't know. Um, it does look like Texas right now, uh, as, as well as Amarius um, Williams. Uh, it looks like he's trending toward Auburn right now. Um, but we'll see how it all plays out. He's been tweeting uh, WDE all weekend, which is War Game <laughs> Evil. Uh, so we'll see what's up with it on Sunday. I thought Day. it was weak side defensive end. Yeah, that's what it is. That's it makes yeah, a lot it's not, more sense. I thought he was yeah, going to be in position. Bird up there. 
If a bird, yeah, yeah. A bird, yeah, he's hot. Right? He's gonna be a ball. It's, NIL. it's, it's he's a. That's it. He, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's putting his I, no, brand out there. <clears throat> I need Auburn, right? And CI is about to hop in. I need Auburn to pick a mascot. You can't have an eagle and a tiger. First mm. off, neither very original. Second, you can't have. Can both. We get a backup, right? Yeah, so pick one or the good. other. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like having the Florida uh, Gators and like. Well, that one year, that one year with Zook, we had the Florida had the backup mascot with the the crocodile. Uh, on, yeah, on yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Well, that's back when we didn't have Photoshop. You know, we were just picking things <laughs> up, putting them on Microsoft Paint and everything else. So now, yeah, crocodile our, our staff, right? They know the difference. Know the difference. All right, let's get uh, let's get Cornelius Ingram, friend mm. of the program, state championship winning head coach, CI. What's up, brother? Yo, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Black guy, Dan. Guess what? Say what? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to swim. Trying to it out. You both have illustrious beards. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it, man. Mine's got a little bit more gray in it. See, hey, no, see, see, eyes beards holding on, holding on to that color, like the the. You didn't get the memo, see, you need to put some grays. <laughs> when you, you win it, you don't stress. A couple of grays. Yeah, you win when it, you win it, stress, man. So you yeah. know, I wish. Up yet. I wish. <laughs> All right. Uh, so well, first off, congratulations. Um, we mentioned it a little bit before at the top of the show. Um, Twenty-five game winning streak. Yeah, is that right? Twenty-five yes. game winning streak, back-to-back championships. Um, so congratulations to you and Hawthorne. Uh, it's quite an accomplishment. I appreciate it, man. Um, it's definitely, you know, a, a, a honor to to be on with you guys. You know, I'll be watching from afar, and then um, I, I I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it, and then of course, you know, my team has been has been pretty good the last couple of years. I, our last loss was a state championship um, two years ago against Madison County. So um, for us to beat Madison County this year in the state championship game, uh, of course it was huge for for the program, but probably even bigger for our community. So CI, if I'm if I'm reading this right, you've played for the state championship four years in a row. Four years in a row. Yep, four years in a row. Four years in a row. Won the last two. Probably on track to win the next ten or eleven in a row. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Also, I, I, I hope so. Yeah, also uh, brought the uh, Hawthorns girls basketball team a state championship in 2020 and 2023. So, CI, how big are your fingers to hold all these rings that you got on them these days? Mm. They're pretty big, man. <laughs> They're pretty big. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the crazy thing, man, I, I really mean this in in the most humble way. Um, and you know, normally when somebody says something like that, they're probably about to say something cocky. Uh, but I, I love where, where our program, yeah, I, well, I just love where the program is right now football and girls basketball, and then of course, boys basketball have been carrying out school for the last maybe 10 15 years. My older brother, who's He's my offensive coordinator. He's the head boy and basketball coach. So he's been keeping the school afloat uh, for the longest until football. He finally turned around and uh, we picked up some momentum with girls basketball. But um, I have a really good chance to make a long state playoff run next year. I have a lot of good returning players in football. 
um, just getting into girls basketball where I have a lot of returning girls who who played on the state championship team last year who, you know, might be a junior or a sophomore. So we're going to keep this train in, in all three, three of those sports. That's for sure. It, um, and I have uh, some friends who live out in Hawthorne. They were telling me um, when you got there, um, it was an F school. Um, some people talking yeah. about maybe shutting down the school uh, because of the way that it was performing. Yeah. How much, how much has sports and, and not just football, the girls basketball team, boys basketball team, how much ha- do you think that your program, the athletic program at Hawthorne has just, united the community and kind of helped the community i know uh what is it called bob's burger or the burger barn burger, burger barn burger you guys barn. are wearing yeah, yeah. I've, I've, eat, yeah I've eaten yeah, burger yeah. barn before but i see that you guys yeah. are, are repping that at the state at the state championship it seems like yeah. the community is supporting you guys and you guys are trying to help and bring something back positive to the community because like where would those kids have gone to school if the school would have, would have shut down oh man no you you're talking about uh, Netflix documentary all in itself. Um, I try to give myself a little free promotion. Up, oh. let's interview Nick now. It's about all right. We'll wait, we'll wait for CI to, to hop back in. Oh, there he is. Um, all right, no, but you're absolutely right. The school is on the verge of being shut down. Uh, what five, six years ago. Receiving the, the the letter grade we received, it was bad, man. No one wanted to play football here. The the team was only made up of maybe 15, 16 players. So you know, once I took over, I had a team meeting and um, the guys who were returning. Um, you know, I stress how, how important it was for us to start fast uh, because you know football is a fall sport. So once you get back to school, you're right into it. I just felt like we had to have a fast start. The, the morale of the school up, the energy, uh, whenever the state testing came around, we needed to make sure everyone showed up to school on time, um, didn't miss any days because all that stuff played a part in our school grade. So uh, we knew how important it was for us to have a fast start. And when I tell you my kids, they, they, they bought in. Of course, um, the regular students did their part as well. And it definitely started with great administration. Um, we had a lot of great people in place to help improve our school letter grade and, and, and to improve our entire community. So uh, for us to go through those dark times and, and you know, just knowing where we came from to see where we are now academically, of course, athletically, um, it speaks volumes to the people who played a huge part in it. Man, and I think athletics. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think I think athletics obviously gets a lot of the credit, but like you mentioned, the administrators, yeah. the the teachers yep. that are in there, yep. um, yep. But like at, yep. athletics can be the 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 engine that gets things going. Like, hey, the football team's yep. good. If I miss class yep. this morning, I can't practice today, so I gotta yep. be. In, I gotta get my butt into that class. And um, coach Coach Ci might might not play me on Friday. If oh I yeah, come no, home I, I want the F class. Grade, yeah, yeah, I walk, I walk to class. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm one phone phone call away, email away. I walk in into classrooms, and and again, most of the time it has absolutely nothing to do with my athletes because they know what time it is. 
right? So it's it's regular students who who parents I might know. Um, there's friends of my family who who you know I might know someone that they're related to. Whatever, right? Is 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 not just about athletics here for us, but I, I I can't say this. Most of my guys easily three point oh grade point average or higher. So I have really really smart kids. I have dual enrollment kids who, um, of course, take courses over at Santa Fe. Um, I have a lot of guys in arm classes. Um, there's not a whole lot of bad things happening to my athletes because, again, I hold them accountable. My coaching staff hold them accountable as well. And probably most importantly, they hold each other accountable because there's no way you can act up in school all day and not turn in your assignment from 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 a certain class and you're going to go out there and play the right coverage. There's, there's always yeah. – it's almost impossible. Um, yeah. It's almost impossible to – to know exactly what you're doing on offenses, whether it's a blocking scheme, whether it's combinations uh, that, that that we're doing, it's almost impossible for you to just act however you want to act in school and then right turn that switch on out on the football field. So I have some outstanding young men that I get to coach every single day, and the the, the parents here, the guardians here, um, they trust me enough and they let me do it my way, and I think that's why we've had a lot of success. Man, you live in a real life lean on me movie, man. You like Joe Clark out there, bro. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think it's dope the way you guys flip the entire uh program, the the, the communities all behind you. You got hell mm -hmm. of support out mm -hmm. there as well. So mm -hmm. who you are, what you're doing, the support you're getting from the community, and because I know you could go coach on a higher level and you're staying there yep. because of, you know, deeper <laughs> things in football and all of that. Yep. Let's just speak on that, yep. the, the support you're getting from the community and what's keeping you from going to, like, the collegiate level. Listen, the 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 community support is like my love. When you just bought it up and I got chills um, um, through my body because, right, I can just speak on my last two state championship teams. Um, last year going into the state championship game, uh, you know, there's always something I'm trying to motivate the kids with to to get them going before games. Of course, you know, the, the bigger games uh, for sure. But um, last year in particular, right, I, I named off all of the things that went on from that summer leading up to state championship night, right? And I can just name a couple of them, right? Eight kids transferred from Hawthorne who were actually – I think four of them was actually starters. Uh, one was a first cousin of mine. Uh, I had guys flip over in the vehicle three, four times, totaled the vehicle. All four guys got out with no no scratch. I had guys. Um, one one guy one guy dad passed away during the year. Didn't miss a day of school. Didn't miss a day of practice because he wanted to be around the team. I had another guy. Dad sick all year during during the football season, passed away state championship night on our way to the stadium. I mean, it's 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 so much stuff, so many distractions, so many things happen. And at the end of my message, I told my guys, so we're just gonna relax and play football. Cause if we weren't supposed to be here, we wouldn't be here. And 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 that's 
right? The guys who probably could have lost their lives and right, guys who probably could have checked out mentally because what they were going through with, with relatives or, or, or their fathers. And when you build a real brotherhood, there's a lot of my guys in there, people have walked out of their lives. So it's hard for them to trust anyone. So most of the time, when, you know, when I'm them to do something, okay, coach, win. Oh, you want me to run through that wall with no pads? Sure. Right, because it's, it's, it's deeper than football with myself and then even my, my, my amazing coaching staff behind me as well. Right, if they have an animal that they're presenting with, 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 with our ag program, right, we'll go lean on the fence and check that animal out. Or if they're playing another sport, we'll show up. If they're involved in something, um, another after-school activity or something at, at church, right, we show up because a lot of these kids really, really need us and I know how important I am. I know the type of impact I've had on a, a lot of a lot of their lives here. So it is hard to walk away from them because you're talking about kids who people say probably wouldn't amount to anything. And now you see them with Division One scholarships. You see them in the military. I kid you not. If you guys ever make it to a regular season game, definitely a playoff football game, there's thirty to 35 former players of mine on the sideline, pants pulled up, haircut, right? Shaved beard, um, in the military, in school, playing football, or just in, in school getting their education or, or just working with their Letterman jacket on, right? Because they feel like they were a part of something special. And even if they didn't win the state championship, uh, my first two, three years, those, those are the guys who actually changed the culture. Of, of our football program. And man, when I tell you before I took over, we were getting the brakes beat off us. <laughs> oh no, laughing stock of high school football. And, you know, just to see where it is now is, is definitely a blessing. Even that first year, you you were having yeah. to you were you were taking yeah, yeah. some punches. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I went five and five, took some punches from from some really good programs. But I I I, I felt like the culture was changing. I feel like guys, guys were buying in, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to buy in when you don't know how, or or you or yeah. you, you've never really had that success um, doing it. So um, we had to stay firm, firm with our guys. There, there were a lot of long night talks where you know I'm, I'm, I'm with my coaches, and you know we're always game planning or just talking about you know guys' attitudes, what what they have going on at home, because. It's a reason why, you know, kids act out. And, and we wanted to understand them um, and get to really know them so the football part can be their outlet. And that's what we try to do, man, uh, make Hawthorne football really fun to come out and watch. And I think we've been able to do that over the years. I, I almost see, see some similarities there. Sorry, Dan, real quick, um, with like the college football level right now and where Florida's at, you know, when you start and you're taking over, like, hey, we have to put some work in. You might not see the results right now, but yeah. if you stick it out, you can be part of what turned yeah. this around. Um, and uh, yeah. with the transfer portal, uh, you're seeing some guys who are like, you know what, coach, that's a cool story, but uh, I'm going to go somewhere else that's already established. So I think as yeah. a coach, it's yeah. kind of getting that message across. And, and, and yeah. some guys will listen to it, some won't. No, that's 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 one hundred percent accurate. I think, um, I mean, Netflix reached out about the the Swamp King documentary. I I turned it down because I didn't know the angle, and then 
I didn't I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't, I really didn't want to do it anyway. But you talk about one of the top college coaches, of course, when he was coaching with with, with Urban Meyer. I I remember when he came in. Um, man, it's a lot of talent here. Um, I got to get these guys to buy in. So um, they 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 touched on it during the documentary where he took everything away from us, right? All of our Gator gear, right? All all of that stuff where where you know guys had to wear their own workout clothes, and then you got to go home and wash them, right? Then after a while, guys got fed up with washing them, so they'll just repeat the same thing they had on. Now it's starting to smell, and. Guys, you know, guys got tired of that, right? They didn't, they didn't want to smell the bad workout clothes. And, and guys were like, yo, we got to buy in because if we just put it back on our loop, put it in our bin, right, we'll have a brand new set tomorrow or it'll be clean. Like, So he made us earn the right to be a Gator. He made us earn that right to be a Gator. And a lot of things that I learned from, of course, Urban Meyer, Billy Donovan as, as a basketball coach with my short period of time playing there um i use it today as a coach and and you talk about a lot of those things that i learned from them hitting home to my players no absolutely so so and and i was fortunate enough to be around um some great college coaches and i wanted to implement all of this into my coaching style uh once i started uh as a head coach uh, see, I want to I want to talk. Uh, your starting quarterback is your son, mm -hmm. so uh, mm -hmm. it's been really cool to watch him. And and obviously, he had a great year, just under three thousand yards passing. Mm -hmm. What's it been like to mm -hmm. to mentor him and to watch him grow? And you know, now he's getting looked at by some colleges. But what's that experience been like with a father son? Best ever, best ever. And um, my younger son came over this year. Uh, so this was his first year with us, but but CJ has been here the entire time. So, you know, just just watching CJ grow, right? I mean, he's probably six five and a half, almost six six. Right, watching his, you know, just his 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 physical his frame, I would always get caught up and not understanding how young he is, the way I coached him. And probably 70% of my, my coaching staff are Hawthorne alum, right? They probably went off to college and, and, and got their degrees and came back and they're teaching and coaching with, with me. So a lot of these guys I play with or they watch me play up close in person. So there's times on a Friday night, man, right? My brother would walk by me, uh, my D coordinator who, who played ball with me here. It's like, yo, you didn't do that when you was that age or you didn't look that smooth doing it. Right. So, 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 um, just to see him make plays on the same exact field with where the same exact number, um, you talk about one of the best feelings ever and it's, it's definitely a dream come true. And I will say this, I think me coaching him now at this level helped me better as a, as a father, because it was hard for me to take my coaching hat off going home. I'll be completely honest. I'm probably one of the most competitive guys ever. So, right, I live in Gainesville, so we have a 35-minute hike every day there and back. Well, he has his own depending on, how, now, depending, so. on the, depending on depending on how practice went, he was like, you know what, Dad, exactly. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay at somebody's yeah. house out here. We yeah. don't need no, to no, drive no, back home. Yeah, my parents. 
my parents are still here and, and, and my older brother, he was like, oh, I'm going to stay with Unk. Because he knows, like, yo, he's getting coached up all the way home. If he's washing dishes, I'm still coaching him up. If he's taking out the trash, I'm coaching him up. Homework, video games, I'm going in his room coaching him up. But I, I had to take a back seat because I knew the type of impact I had on his life. And, right, I bought number seven out of retirement so he can play in it. They retired my basketball jersey here as well. I bought that out of retirement so he could play in it. So, and that's what he wanted to do. And, 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 and yeah, Man, yeah. And, and, and you're talking about the way he feels about me, real. the way he cares about me, I already know. I didn't want CJ to resent the game of football or basketball because I didn't know how to turn, take my coaching off at home, driving home. So I had to take a back seat because I knew just the, the love of the game that he had. And I was like, yo, we're not talking about football on the way home. You know, I'm going to give him his space once he goes into his room. Because, right, I'm also a coach where I have to deal with parents. So now I hear the players talk about their parents. And I'm like, yo, no, nah, I don't want this to be CJ. Right, so I've learned so much just coaching him. Um, and coaching these young men because at the end of the day, I tell people all the time, if you lose that interest and the game isn't fun anymore, right? Why are you playing? At the end of the day, that's that that has to be the most important part of it. You you still gotta have fun doing it, even when you're preparing, even when you're watching film, even when you're working out during the summer. So um it's definitely fun, man. I think this year was probably the best year uh because you know, this is the second state championship. Um, and I know we probably have a little time. I want to share this quick story. My high school coach, when I was a sophomore in high school here, Kent Johnson, he went to Gainesville East Side. And at that time, I was rated one of the top players in football and basketball. And I was looking to transfer to go to Gainesville East Side. And I, I, I talked with my parents. All of my all of the players here at Hawthorne at the time, they were going to transfer with me. So I called um, coach and I let him know, like, yo, I'm, I'm putting in my paperwork tomorrow morning. We'll be over at GHS by tomorrow afternoon. I meant by at Gainesville Eastside, I'm sorry, by tomorrow afternoon. He said, nah. He said, you need to finish what you started at Hawthorne and they need you more. Again, I'm one of the top players in the country For in real. two sports at this time. Mm. And, and 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 I kid you not, he he said, "There's something special for you in Hawthorne, and you'll see it." Had no idea what he was talking about. That's rude. the last loss that I just told you guys about was against Madison County. For that game, he came into the locker room. He said something to the team, my school coach. After that, of course, we ended up losing by one point. We had a bad snap right at the end of the game to punt the ball away. If we just get the punt, punt off, we win the football game. Had a young punter um, all year. If it's high, if it's low, you pick it up and you get it off. The ball rolled to him. By the time he picked it up and tried to kick the ball, um, it was blocked. Rolled to about the five-yard line. I think we probably stopped them maybe the first two plays. They scored and win the game. After that game was probably – 
one of the toughest losses I've ever encountered in my entire life. So I was emotional. Of course, the players were, were emotional. My high school coach, while everyone else walked out of that stadium with the attitude or upset that we lost, he stayed around and he came into the locker room to talk to the team again. This is, this is a true story. By the time we stayed overnight in Tallahassee, by the time I got to the hotel, we feed the kids. I'm up. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. He texted me. He said, I feel your pain right now, and I know what you're thinking. He said, but I don't think it was our time. He said, I really feel in my heart those state championships will come with your son at quarterback. Listen, I, I kid you not, and, and we're going to fast forward. I kid you not. And I'm like, yo, man, we should have won the game. What, what coach talking about? I kid you not. I kid you not. This is a true story. My son was like maybe the third guy. I had two older guys, but she, they, what, he had to be maybe in the uh, eighth grader or something like that. So we fast forward to the quarterback at that time, was Division One guy. He came to my office. He said, I'm transferring. I want to go somewhere. I want to, you know, he ended up going to uh, Lake City, Columbia. They had some great receivers, right? We were running the ball. I had a, a, a big physical office a lot. We were running the football. Um, and it was nothing towards the kid, right? Parents, they, they're going to do what's best for their kid. I totally understand. So when he walked into my office and he told me that, I said, maybe God has it, it, it's showing me a sign. I promise you, I said, now CJ has to be my starting quarterback. Right? So all this is happening before some of the other guys transferred, before some of uh, the, the accident where the guys are flipping over in the car. Uh, so when we got there that next year, I knew it was already done. I knew we were going to win the game. I knew we were going to win the game because my high school coach, say he felt that in his heart. And you talk about the first two state championships ever in school history came with my son as as a starting quarterback. Mm. Doesn't doesn't get any better than that. Doesn't get any better than that. Your former high school coach has the script. I don't know who gave it to him, but he yeah, no, he's no, got the no, script. he has the script. No, 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 he no, has does, it. He had it. So, 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 he do so, so he's still around. He's still around. So, of course, he he ended up coming to I think maybe the game before the state championship game. Um, I wanted him to speak to the team, but he was like, "Well, I haven't said anything all year, but I'll come in the locker room before the game." Once he came in. I gave him a state championship ring from last year with his name on it and the girls' state championship ring with his name on it from last year as well. He was also the head football coach at Hawthorne and the head girls' basketball coach at Hawthorne when I was in school. This Talk is about that. Sure. <laughs> it's a movie, man. Yeah, this is definitely a movie, yeah. man. This is like Lean yeah. On Me with Coach Carter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. We gotta get it moving yeah, quick because uh, Denzel's gotta play somebody, so we gotta get them. Yeah, we gotta get the movie rights, <laughs> the, the script written quickly. What's the? Uh, you played quarterback yeah. in high school, right? And um, baseball uh-huh. yeah. guy, but uh, you end up switching positions to tight end. What's your What's your forecast mm-hmm. with Junior? What's the plan then? Now, 
he's, I mean, he's a better basketball player. So he has some offers in basketball. He has some offers in football. As a parent, we, we, we sat down and we actually talked last week. And I was just trying to pick his brain to, to see exactly what he wanted to do because I, I honestly thought after um, the first state championship, he would want to just focus on basketball. He's on one of those Nike elite AAU teams where they're traveling and playing in front of college coaches every weekend during the summer. Um, and I knew his love for basketball was was a little different for, for, for football. So I wanted to honor that as a parent, like, yo, like we've kicked the door in, right? We we we've established ourselves as 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 a really good top football team in the state of Florida, I believe, in all classes. Like I said, yo, you can focus on basketball if you want. So he's he's taking some time to think about it as far as going into next year. But um, you talk about a legit six five, probably two hundred pound athlete. And I think he can play another position for sure. Um, so, right, we ain't tripping if if, if that was the case. But right. but I want to honor you know him having the opportunity to play basketball if that's what he want to do and focus on that as far as going to school and, and and playing on the next level. But I think he can play quarterback at the next level. Um, I think he can play another position. Um, really smart kid, very athletic, um, probably. The, the most important thing is, right, he just has that it factor. Like, he's never – like, we've never worked with a quarterback coach. We've never been to all these camps where, where, where these guys are getting ranked and all that kind of stuff. We've, we haven't been anywhere. So there, there, there are some things I think he's, he's missed out on because of his basketball schedule. Um, some of the things we try to do with, with, with our, our, our football team here during the summer. So he's not at – any of these individual camps. So, right, he has some really good offers from good schools who has just seen his film or probably came out to practice during the spring. But just as far as working with a, a, a QB coach or, and, and doing all the fundamental stuff, right, I was a lead 11 quarterback, so there are some things I remember or, or I know from from playing the position, but I know what he can be when, when, when it's just truly hands-on, right? He can throw mm -hmm. it. He can run. Great size, um, smart kid, and again, he has that it factor. So um, I don't want to say we're trying to wait, wait it out, but he's taking some time to just think about it again. I, I feel like I have a really good football team next year, even if he doesn't play. But of course, with me being a head football coach, I would love for him to to, to shuffling be out hats. There with me. Shuffling, yeah, shuffling, yeah, dad yeah, and coach yeah, hats. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I told I, I I totally understand. I want to at least honor that and give him the opportunity to to make his own decision, whatever he feels in his heart to do. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. See, I want to give a, a quick shout out your son. I just found his Twitter. Uh, Three point nine GPA, four point six yeah. weighted. Mm. So mm. Uh, killing it in the yep. classroom too. So yep. Uh, yep. those yep. What happened? What happened to that one? All B? the doors open. I know. What, right? happened that, what happened to that one B? That I probably should have went to the class. Hey, hey, yeah. hey see that, what's going on? Can, what, what do we need to do to boost this up? Yeah. What's the and, extra credit? Yes. Yes. And, and and that's the thing. Like me being being dad and being right. I'm I'm you know I'm pretty young. So right. I know what these guys are listening to. I know what they're wearing. 
And I never try to stand in the hallways to, to cramp their style, especially, you know, having two boys here, right? They're, they're probably, they probably want to talk to a girl in the hallway. So I always try to just stay in my office and stay out the way unless I get a phone call. But of course, it's never a bad phone call um, with, with, with mine or even the other football players, not anything crazy anyway. But um, now nah, that's the luxury of being in a small campus, man. I think we, we, we work hand in hand with, with, with administration, with, with our teachers, um and, and it's vice versa right if, if they need me again like i said earlier to just you know encourage a non-athlete right that's what i'm here for and i think that that makes our campus one of the best campus right in the state of florida because not only myself but if i have 10 12 coaches maybe seven or eight of them are, are certified teachers here on campus mm-hmm. right and that helps us with game plan that that helps us when we're watching film that that help us with discipline stuff right because right a lot of a lot of coaches don't work on campus and the first time you see your kid is out at practice and right and, and, and they've ran through campus all day the first time you see them is at practice right and, and, and they they've been doing all kind of crazy stuff during during the course of the day like nah we can nip stuff in the bud early then once it's time to get out to practice we can really just focus on football now we uh, <clears throat> I have to ask because people are people constantly blow up as soon as you win a state championship they want you uh, on Florida <laughs> staff. We've already <laughs> talked about everything you've done in the community. At what point though would you or would you ever consider like, hey, maybe I've done enough. There's 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 something. I'm not leaving the community. I know that I'm leaving it in good hands. At some point, would you consider? Hey, uh, oh. the next step for me might be to try coaching at college, or or if the NFL comes calling for a position coach uh, down the line. Absolutely. How what, no, what would absolutely. be your your thought process? Absolutely. Um, and I've had like certain schools reach out to me. Listen, almost I think maybe three Georgia schools, high school Georgia schools, reached out last week. Right. Some 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 colleges have have reached out in the past as well. But it's definitely something um, I think about a lot. And I I really want to do it like I really want to do it. CJ will be a senior next year again. Like if the right opportunity presented itself. Right. It's a dream of mine as a coach college football. Um, I mean, especially right. The opportunity came up right down the road. Wouldn't have to pack. Yeah, wouldn't yeah, have to move. Nah, nah, nah it'd be perfect. Yeah. Nah, it'll be it. Nah, it'll 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 be the perfect situation. But um, I heard someone probably whispered it in in the background, but about passing the torch and making sure um, the right yeah. person is in place. And I think I think there are some people here in place now. Um, right, we 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 have a ton of young talent. Um, the makeup of, of these assistant coaches here, um, I think that core will stay together. And a lot of people ask all the time, like, why why am I having so much success? When when I took over as the head coach, um, well, nine years ago, Urban Meyer had the lake house in, in, in Melrose, Florida, which is right 10 minutes from here. And he invited me over with, with, with him and his wife. We had dinner. And the first thing he said, he was like, whatever you do, let your assistant coaches do their job. And I was 
you know, I, I was hesitant to, to, to speak right away. And, and, he, and he said, he's like, man, I, I know guys. And as soon as I got into it and, and I started like, you know, hearing about other high school jobs and what was going on. Oh, the head coach is coaching the offense. He's coaching the defense. He's running the special teams. Nobody on staff has any say so. And I'm like, yo, I'm glad I'm not like that. So two years uh, last summer, there was a coach in general uh, reach out about joining my coaching staff. So um, I was a little tired of so I, I missed his call a couple of times. So once we finally um, got on the phone, he said, coach, you never asked me why I wanted to join your staff. And in my head, I was like, well, I got a good program. Like, we're we're kind of making some state championship runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I was you really want a ring. That's what you out. want. Yeah. I was really trying to figure it out. And um, I asked him, I said, well, yeah, yeah, tell me why. He said, I know coaches in, in Alachua County. I know a coach on every staff at every Alachua County school. I know a coach at every school in Marion County. He said, I've never heard your assistant coaches say anything bad or negative about you. He said, Coach, I don't think you heard me. I got quiet. He's like, Coach, I don't think you heard me. I've I've been out at at, at, at certain events, right? We probably, you know, he said we we probably threw a couple back, right? They had the floor. They could have said anything they wanted to. They said, I've never heard a coach on your coaching staff say anything negative about you. And he said, I got, I know a coach at every school in Alachua County. I know a coach at every school in, in, in Marion County. And it probably wasn't anything malicious that they were saying about the head coach, but right. We don't always agree. I promise you on calls, whether it's defensively, offensively, but I have the utmost respect for my assistant coaches. First of all, as a man, Right. So so if if players see division on the sideline, it's going to be division in your locker room with the players. And and I, I think that has helped us so much. Um, probably a piece of advice I always keep with me. And right. It was pretty simple what 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 Urban was telling me. But it was it was true. I let my guys do their job. Um, even if we don't disagree. We, we come up with the right solution that we think that, that will help the team or whatever the, the kid is facing in that certain situation, whether it's on or off the field matters. So um, I know I've been rambling, but, but of course, no, to answer your question, man. yeah, co- college football is definitely on my radar. Uh, but I definitely feel like I have some, some, some good coaches in place that I can pass this torch to um whenever that opportunity presents itself as a uh, high school coach you've dealt with the transfer portal and yeah. uh, a little bit of that business guys making business decisions what do you feel about the culture of college football right now i think it's, it's a totally different world you know rosters again flip annually you, what do you think about just transfer portal nil and all of that right now I mean, that's, <laughs> that that ci nil brand would have been heavy listen, back, listen, in, back in listen, the uh, listen. back in 0304 doubling down I'm on the pretty, baseball in the football i'm pretty close with i'm pretty close with a lot of guys i play with at uf and we have group chats and then we just speak all the time uh b james murph um, I was just with Spikes uh, last week. Uh, t- all, all the guys, right? At, at some point, we 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 touch base, and we always talk about you know 
what if <laughs> when we were in school and in this um the, the nil stuff presented itself it's always tough for me to speak on it. i'll be honest with you guys because i don't want to feel like the 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 the, the bitter former player um, and, 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 yeah 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 the old head <laughs> who's upset that they didn't have the opportunity but i know for a fact when, when we were coming through it was just right the genuine love of the game right the passion uh hopefully you know the opportunity to 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 make it to the league to to set my family up if possible um now a lot of these kids are setting up their 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 families as right 18 year olds 19 year olds and um just my honest opinion i think the joy of the game has faded and it's 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 it's, it's kind of watered down uh the trans the transfer portal i i think it is what it is because i mean of course i'm not saying that we're on the level as the ncaa or, or, or college football but I've also lost players in, in, in the transfer portal. I've gained some players as well, but but through my gaining, um, a lot of these kids come from other programs, and once they get here, they learn more football. Once they get here, we're really holding them accountable. Like they have to, they have to do their schoolwork, and then they have to have a certain amount of time they have to watch film um, on our huddle account, and we can go in and see how much film. They watch when they go home, right? Because if you're not watching film at home or on your spare time, you don't even know who you're lined up across from on Friday night. So we prepare better than a lot of high school teams in the state, all classes. Uh, but on the college level, man, I love that the kids have these opportunities to, to, to you know, make this kind of money and, and help their families out. I just wish the, the love of the game was, was the same. Right, because a lot of these kids feel like, oh, well, I don't have to work as hard. I don't have to do all X, Y, and Z because I already got the bag. And, you know, my parents are already set up. So that's the, that's the only tough part about it, man. I'm all for it as far as uh, letting the kids uh, make the money or what have you. But um, I just wish it was like when we were playing. It, it was the, the love of the game is is, is 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 totally different i don't think too many kids really care after losses mm-hmm. uh, i mean right. we mm-hmm. listen listen right we wouldn't we wouldn't go out in gainesville if if we lost a football game right i see guys all the time after bad losses. Loss. yeah yeah like yo i'm not even showing my face you know so um and the boys be on I, IG, I, like yeah, going in, in, in the yeah, bins, yeah. In the, like man, yeah. I gotta go enjoy my yeah. life as a fan. Like they're not yeah. even, yeah. Up yes, man. Yes. I gotta go touch yes. the grass. Yes, I, yes. Yeah. So you know, I, uh, again, like I said, I, I, it's always kind of touchy to, to even speak on it because I, I never want to seem like the bitter old head. But um, times has changed, and I, I, I understand that. I understand that because right, I thought it was something to be on Facebook uh when i got in college right because technology was changing the internet was changing and right i thought facebook was the best thing ever so of course right it's more advanced there's so much more stuff involved i can't even imagine what the coaches have to do uh, or, or go through because a lot of a lot of coaches are old school so right to 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 sell a kid right you'll be able to make 
this amount of money or or we have this plan for you. It's, it's, it, I know it's tough for some of these old school coaches, right, who who really just want to coach, coach the game of football and, and help these guys mature as young men and all that kind of stuff. But now you got to sell, hey, we, we got these this amount of combination jerseys, um, right? And we, we'll have this car out on the 50-yard line that you can take pictures with. So you just have to adjust to, to, to everything that's going on in college football. I'll be, I'll be honest and say this. I am happy and glad that even without the bag, I was able to come up around the time I did. Because again, the you talking about the pure love of the game and, and joy. I was I was around a lot of guys who love football. Not only players, coaches, uh, um, the the media people who 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 were on staff at the time at the University of Florida uh, during my time. I really believe they love being there. So that's, that's my story. And uh, you probably you probably got to Philly. You get to the NFL, and then you realize that football is a business. Well, hey, I'm getting the bag now, but also now I'm just a number. I'm just a number yeah. of these people, and maybe now you're just getting into that business earlier, yeah. 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Yep. To- Exactly what now. Um, and you talk about soon leave high school, the game anymore. I hate to say it, say it that way because I don't want people to think I'm um, upset. Well, this I'm definitely not saying that. But um, once you get into college now, you're absolutely right. It's more, more of a business side than it is right just like real genuine fun playing playing college football absolutely absolutely well gentlemen uh see i mean i appreciate your time today Thank you, uh, it's man. always great to hear yeah. from you man you uh you always drop words of wisdom uh and really really enjoyed uh the conversation with you today congratulations on all your success man congratulations on uh your kids success as well so it's gonna be really cool to watch them continue to grow and we certainly wish you the best of luck my friend and then you know as always welcome you on the program man it's been good to have you on three or four times now yep. so appreciate, appreciate your time Thanks, this, fellas, uh, man. this morning man. happy holiday yes sir appreciate y'all man appreciate you, merry christmas merry christmas See you, you too yeah. all right guys all right happy kwanzaa cornelius <laughs> all of them all of them all of so, them man yeah uh, yeah, no. So we we uh, we do apologize. Uh, certainly, um, you know, dealing with uh, with internet sometimes it's great. I, th- I think for the most part the uh, the audio was good. I know that there was a couple breakups there, but uh, no, always good to hear from CI man. Incredible story. That movie, man. Like that's a movie, bro. Shout out to yeah, that, that coach, bro. Yeah, it. Um, shout out to my boy Kason, Um Lives out in Hawthorne. Yeah. Kind of told me uh, a little bit about that story and, and like what the school was like and what it was going through. Um, like Hawthorne's someone got in my mentions, like congratulating them. And they're like, they're not rural. They have a bunch of kids from Gainesville. They're beating up on these other r- actual rural teams. I'm like, you see it. You see his internet connection. Hawthorne's rural, my guy. <laughs> Hawthorne, Hawthorne's out there. Um, yeah. Better that so, burger barn too. Great place. Burger barn's I mean- awesome. Yeah, my way back from uh, maybe on the way back from a- Atlanta or something. I was going to come back to Tampa. 
uh, and the road took me off through Hawthorne. We were, we were hungry, and I'm like, man, let's go check this place out. Fantastic. Burger they got, they got vegan options? No. I don't know. Brother, we are talking about 40, 35, 40 minutes outside of Gainesville. Uh, they can't yeah, even yeah. get like a real census of Hawthorne. You're definitely not getting vegan options at a place called Burger Barn. I think CI can make that happen for me. CI, man, get, get some vegan options in, <laughs> at the Burger Barn. Um, but shout out to Casey because he kind of put me on to like what the uh, school and the community was going going through. Um, when you're out there and that high school shuts down, like you just might not go to high school. Like you might just stop after middle uh, school. Yeah. Um, so the football program, the basketball program, the athletics program at Hawthorne, what they've been able to do um, has really helped invigorate um, and, and, and enrich the entire community of Hawthorne. So uh, CI has definitely played a big part in that. Fire, fire, fire. Legendary awesome. shit, man. Um, shout out to uh, to George. You're going to get a couple comments. That was the best interview ever. So move Thanks, over, George. Diane Sawyer. Move yeah. in, Stadium and Gales, Cornelius Ingram. So I uh, appreciate you guys uh, for the watching. Brian Gumble. Yeah, yeah, Brian Gumble. <laughs> uh, skinny Let's Brian Gumble now. Very skinny, Brian Gumble. Um, all right, let's get into a, a couple quick ad reads here. Uh, homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale at checkout, 15% off of your order. Holiday season, uh, about 100 different colleges and universities that are out there, as well as a couple of NFL programs. Uh, so go check out homefieldapparel.com. They have about 20 different options for the University of Florida, including one of those cool uh, bomber 1980 retro uh, style jackets as well. So again, Homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale. Check out 15% off of your order. Best vintage logos out there. Uh, and then want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit them in Gainesville on Archer Road uh, or online, obviously, at alumnihall.com. Uh, the best for accessories, clothing, tailgate supplies, gifting, whatever it might be. So alumnihall.com. If you're in Gainesville, go stop by for the gator in your family for the holiday season. All right, gentlemen, let's get into some early signing day uh, shenanigans, which is on Wednesday. Say what? Do we have to? We don't boop, have boop, to. Boop, signing um, day. So Can we got to stop calling it early signing day? Like the other one's like late. Yeah, the other one's just yeah. like. This is, this is signing day. Extra credit. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is the this is the big one. So most of the Gators commits are going to uh, sign on Wednesday, uh, which is December the twentieth. So this is what we've got so far. DJ Lagway was on campus this weekend. Everything looks to be locked and loaded with DJ. Uh, obviously, Texas A and M, Clemson, a few other schools have gone after him, tried to reach out, uh, tried to schedule some visits, but he was in Gainesville. Uh, said a lot of just very positive things about Billy Napier. Said he couldn't imagine playing for any other coach. Uh, so DJ Lagway does look like he will be in. Uh, and I know one of his wide receivers, who was his top wide receiver, is a preferred walk-on uh, to the University of Florida as well. Uh, LJ McCray, uh, Auburn, Florida State, hanging around, uh, but uh, does look like the Gators will hold on to him from Daytona Beach from Mainland High School. Um, Isaiah Williams, uh, the wide receiver, did visit Texas A&M this weekend, 
uh, the Gators still seem positive about him. I'm not looking at the screen, so if you're laughing at me, uh, just keep going. Uh, so those are some some top ones. And then Gregory Smith, the safety, uh, is going to announce on Wednesday. Uh, and the Gators sit in a good spot with him. He's the four-star safety out of Riverview, which is right outside of Tampa uh, here in the 813. So any thoughts on those comments? The yeah, I'm getting – is the wide receiver. Um, I think obviously the the three highest rated guys are DJ Lagway, LJ, uh, McCray, and then Xavier Filsimi. We talked about Xavier Filsimi. Um, think that ship has sailed, but holding on to DJ, that's your franchise. That's the future of the program. That's a guy who I continue saying I think you can win championships with. Um I don't know if it's bad luck to do it, but DJ was doing his photo shoot, holding the Heisman yesterday um, like in Gainesville, uh, put those pictures out. Um, and then LJ McCray, again, can't say it enough. These are the kind of commitments you need to be winning, the kind of battles you need to be winning against Georgia and against Alabama. This is a dude that can play right away. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not the one to hype. I'm, I'm hyping these two guys up right now. I'm not the one to hype recruits. Or anything. Not the one to hype, hype anything, right? right. <laughs> um, these are these are two huge, huge commitments. Um, and, and then I think Florida, obviously, um, you, you're going to lose some guys on, on Wednesday. And I think uh, for the most part, the guys that you might lose Wednesday, the fans that are really tapped into recruiting won't be surprised. But there will be uh, social media backlash if in a Darius Hayes goes to Miami uh, when Xavier Filsimi flips there will be outrage I think if you're more tapped in you kind of know what's going to happen on Wednesday there shouldn't be too many surprises I do think uh, it won't be a Wednesday announcement but I think Florida's sitting in a good place with uh, LJ's teammate Zay Mincy uh, I think Florida's sitting in a good place with Gregory Smith down in Tampa so uh, there won't be too many surprises but there should be some things that that might make you raise your eyebrows if, yeah, I, if we um, swap out uh, Zay Mincy for – they don't even play the same position, but just from a defensive back standpoint, we swap those out, uh, Zay Mincy for Xavier Filsamy. I, I think I think Xavier Filsamy is a five-star athlete. I think he would have taken time to be ready to play at this level in terms of safety. I don't know that he's plug-and-play. Um, and it, do, it, it doesn't hard. matter. that I mean – it doesn't matter. That's just my opinion. Like he hits, he hits really hard. I just think mm -hmm. he's a better athlete than he is a safety right now. You can say that about a lot of 18 year olds. I'm not trying to carry Florida's water and be like, Oh, they didn't need him anyway. Uh, like it's going to hurt your class ranking. Yeah. Overall yeah class and ranking he's been in the class for a long time. Yeah. And, and, and when I say that he's a better athlete than safety, like he's an elite athlete, like yeah, top 1% across the country, that kind of elite athlete. Yes, it's tough to plug and play at safety. I don't yeah. care who you are. It's just that's a tough position to play uh, at the next level, especially in the SEC. This is a lot to know. Um, you know, scheme wise, there's a lot of alignment that you may have to do from that position as well, depending on what scheme mm -hmm. you're in. So, regardless, uh, you know, it's going to be a miss. I like his athleticism, yeah. you know, from that spot. But you you lose some, you gain some. We'll see how all how everything plays out. I do like the the Gregory Smith kid. Uh, he's coming in in 6'4", also a safety. I don't expect those guys to come in and, and, and do a lot immediately. Jordan Castell did, and we seen him struggle, Um, and that was just from a, a lack of good bodies at the position. 
but it's not ideal to want to see a true freshman play safety mm-hmm. in the SEC. You know, you turn into barbecue sauce real quick like that. <laughs> Yeah, so those are some uh, some nuggets there. Uh, we just talked about Xavier. Uh, Darius Hayes did visit Miami. Um, we'll see, right? Um, he's been committed to the Gators for a long, long time. Obviously, you don't want to see him go out uh, to Miami the week before. I know that there's a lot of people that are trending towards Miami, uh, but obviously he stayed committed for a long time. Uh, so it's just a matter of what happens over the next few days. But Miami is certainly uh, sitting probably in the driver's seat right now for Adarius Hayes. Yeah. Amaris Williams is a defensive lineman that uh, has just about been on the fringe of of that commit list for, for a few months now. Uh, he visited – I know Auburn's very heavily involved – uh, with him, I know that uh, Amaris Williams in Florida, obviously very, very close. Florida is trying to push to the very, very end. Uh, I know Keith Niebuhr threw a, an RPM pick for him to go over to Auburn, uh, but uh, but again, we'll we'll see. Right, there's a lot that More can happen over the next three days. Say what? is it depends on who you're talking to. He's, I think he's listed as a corner. But to, I think he wants to play corner. If I'm not, I think mistaken. he wants to play corner. So like right. that's the other thing too. Like there's I and I get like fans wanting like, hey, what what is this? What is this? But like if I tell you or if I were to say, hey, Florida wants him as a safety, and then that starts getting out there, well, Florida might be telling him, yeah, yeah, man, corner, corner's cool. But they, they can't even play corner's those games cool. no more. Like you can't. Just you can. I mean, you can to get you can to bounce. get the signature, and then they, yeah, then yeah. Bounce. Like there's no penalty. It, like you got to be honest yeah. with kids, and if the kid's saying he want to play corner. Like, it, I don't care what these websites or what Florida is saying. If he's saying he want to play corner, he come here to play corner, then that's what that's what it is, you know, because you can't hold him hostage to a scholarship anymore. He could bounce. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then uh, we wanted Kamari Wilson at linebacker, right? <laughs> How that work out? He's Arizona State vibe. There you, you know? go. That's for sure. That's Same for thing sure. with Donovan uh, McMillan. McMillan. Like, you just can't do that no we more. Wanted him at linebacker, and he's playing safety at Pitt with like 100 tackles. Welcome to 2024, yeah. I would say already. Let's just go ahead and fast forward a little bit. And yeah. then uh, Jameer Gim- Grimsley is the other name. Uh, he was obviously very tight with Corey Raymond. Uh, still visited the University of Florida recently, uh, but uh, is probably going to stay committed to Alabama. Uh, running back Jordan Baugh is another name that Gator fans are familiar with. Committed to Arkansas. Visited Alabama this past weekend. Um, has also visited the University of Florida. I know that there's some confidence uh, that the Gators might be able to get that flip, but uh, until that day happens, we will just keep that as a question mark next to his name. But certainly with the loss of of ETN, who are you guys surprised hasn't committed somewhere yet? I mean, the teams he's probably looking at in playoffs, vibing. You know, he's just getting these numbers right. You know, save your money. Get the collectives to get all their coins together. If I could go to Georgia, I think it was Georgia LSU is is the options right now. Yeah. Auburn's in that in that mix. I don't know why Auburn would make sense, but I think it's uh, Georgia LSU. Yeah, yep. So, um, so yeah, so that's where we sit going into early national signing day. Uh, let's see. Let me just get the most up to date rankings. I'm like ninety nine percent positive the Gators rank fifth in the team rankings right behind Florida state, but let me just get the most updated. Yep. So we have Georgia, Ohio state, Alabama, Florida state, Florida, Texas, Oregon, Oklahoma, Miami, and Notre Dame as of 1137 mm. on a Monday. S S E C flavor, especially when you add in yeah. OU in Texas. 
Yeah, no, they'll be in the team or in the uh, the conference next year. So that's three of the top five, four, five. So five of the top ten, six of the top ten. Pardon yeah, me. Yeah, Grimsley uh, put out a LSU, story. Tennessee at 11, 12, and 13. Yeah. Texas A&M at 15. So uh, of the top 15, about nine schools, 10 schools uh, in there. And did I miss it? You, you mentioned Grimsley. I think he put out a story, I think, with uh, Bama Online, our, our Alabama site, saying he's done, which yeah. is weird. He said, uh, like, I'm home. Uh, a lot of people have said that. Darius Hayes has said that he's yeah. been home. No less than 21 times already. So <laughs> a lot can change over the next few days, uh, especially NIL money, right? You lose somebody that you've bookmarked that money for beyond buying Nick Azertek. You can maybe <laughs> give these guys uh, yeah. some of that money too. So we'll see how it happens and what happens on Wednesday. This is your yearly reminder or bi-yearly reminder. Don't tweet at recruits. Uh, it's their decision, not yours, uh, and they will make the decision that they feel is best for them. Uh, if they choose not to go to your school, it's not personal. They don't hate you specifically, um, but don't give them a reason either to hate you specifically. Uh, so just be normal, be cordial. Know that these are 17 normal. and 18-year-olds, and that's all the decision. This is their decision, the decision that they choose to live with. So, uh, and if you're, if your normal is tweeting at recruits, be abnormal, please. Yes. Be there abnormal. No so, um, I know there's Dead. some questions. Sorry, Silk. Um, I know there's some questions, Nick, defensive line coach, other coaching changes. Again, uh, I'm going to preface before you before you talk is the NFL season still going on. There's a lot of coaches that still have obligations to their team uh, through bowl season as well. But Nick, do we have any updates on uh, any potential coaching changes? Uh, no, nothing yet. Okay, nothing yet. So we will see. I mean, so, Hoop shit has been on a, on a tear, man. So the Ed Orger run just may pop back up, fellas. Let's start yeah, that yeah. Why not? No. Hoop shiz no. has been posting. I know the, the Twitter's a buzz about who he is. Um, they, so, who they are. Who they are. I believe, it's a, I believe it's a guy, but I don't know their pronouns correct. So who they are. <laughs> um, so uh, I know that um, he posted a lot. And if that's who you want to get your information from, then he's available. <laughs> who she's like 99% from the field right now, baby. No, stop that. No way. <laughs> that's not 99%. No way. 99% from the field, bro. No shot. So, yeah, so Will bro. Harris was announced. Who she's tweeted right before. Uh, when his name was already out there that he was going to be the linebacker, I'm not going to hate on the guy. No you know, poof. he might he no might poof. be plugged in. So Ed Orgeron is going to be the defensive line coach, uh, <laughs> according to him. So that's a gigantic miss. <laughs> like that's that's a game. It's a miss. It's a miss. Is it's a miss? Yeah, until he definitively says that he's not in. I'm going to say Hoopshis has got it right. Hoop shiz. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. otherwise. Hoop shiz yeah, right true. now, 100% for the field. Yeah, 100% for the field. 100% I hate field. it here. I hate <laughs> it here. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening. Big show today. Um, no, I don't think Orger Runs coming. Tawan's about to lose his mind. So we'll start that crap again. No, nah, I don't think Orger Runs coming. It's just funny, man. You gotta enjoy yourself a little bit. All right. So Connor Ferguson said Nick is mad. Hoop shit is taking his spot. I agree. 
I agree. And then Harrison, let everybody know the cat's out of the bag. I am hoop shiz. Yeah, that's why I got to support yeah. my friends. Man. Yeah. Sorry, support my friends, man. Yeah, Hoopshiz.com on the way, man, for all your recruiting updates. Hoopshiz also did say that Xavier Felsamy is staying with the. I like Hoopshiz. Hoopshiz is so, the fucking offensive coordinator, man. Yeah. <laughs> the offensive coordinator, maybe basketball coach, too. Um, um, all right. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, in Gator news, uh, the Gators do play a uh, Michigan in basketball tomorrow, big game, uh, against them, but they are sitting in a good spot right now, uh, healthily in the college, uh, March madness. So, um, right in the mix for that. So, uh, continue to watch them. They just beat ECU over in Lakeland, uh, this ran down week. on so, the folks, ran, ran down on ECU. <laughs> All right, boys, uh, before everybody leaves, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share it with a friend. You're now more knowledgeable at the Christmas dinner table about uh, everything that's happening at the University of Florida. There's going to be a lot of news and things that happen over the next week. We will let you guys know, obviously, with Christmas and New Year's Day being on a Monday, uh, we might have a little bit of a shift in the schedule, so stay tuned for that. Other than that, we appreciate you guys for watching, listening, each and every week, same corner, same time. Who's got the song? Oh, I've yeah, got no song, bro. Oh, no man. song. Wow, hey, man. The money, the money Jackson is, is hitting the quarter two from, from USC, and the streets are already saying that Will Harris is followed. So let's keep an eye on that as well. It what did Hoops just say? He hasn't put in a prediction yet, but I got collecting collecting data still. Yeah, collecting yeah, you gotta, data. You gotta hit all the message boards first, then he'll mm -hmm. let us know. <laughs> Smart What's guy. a good? It's, it's Christmas time. What's a good? Uh, I'll uh, I'll mm. surprise everybody. I'm gonna think about all that. Can Gucci Mane Christmas album? <laughs> Dan's right. Dan's gonna go. David Guetta Electronic Christmas. <laughs> Cascade has a Christmas album. That's hey, how you go. Christmas is crazy, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I went to the yoga that I went to on Monday or on a Saturday. Pardon me. Was a uh, was an EDM themed. Christmas, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer was bumping with some drum and bass behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right, I'll leave the Red nosed Reindeer. I got, I got to get uh, a, a uh, got to get a good one. So stay tuned, listen to the whole thing. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, Harrison, I see you. Dan Shiz will let us know. So we'll let you guys know what's happening on the hey, street. Real quick Follow before we get out of here, uh, Bagazzi. Great suggestion, fellas. That's the dude's hilarious, man. Who? And he's also oh, Nate Bargatze? Yeah. Yeah, Nate Bargatze, man. Hilarious, bro. Like, no cursing. Like, super clean. When y'all told me he was clean, I was like, eh, I don't know. I like I like my comedy yeah. with a little raunchiness to it. Mm -hmm. But dude, dude is next level with the delivery. The I delivery mean, makes it. Man, he's hilarious, man. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't checked out Bagarsi, definitely check him out, man. Hilarious. Yeah. And uh, guys, if you're listening to this late in the show, tweet pictures of Dan and Nate together. Hey, pretty sure they're pretty sure they're cousins, brothers, same yeah. family. I, would, I wish, I wish, man. We got some people say we have similar delivery, uh, talk similar delivery. Um, I felt like I was watching you do a stand up special, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what, we both struggle with eating healthy and then losing a bunch of weight, then packing it right back on. So, we're practically the same person. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll take, I'll take, I've never been told I look like a famous person, too ugly for it, but uh, but yeah, so I'll take, I'll take Nate, I'll take Nate. Dan, Dan's going like full soldier boy on the breakfast club. He stole my whole float. <laughs> yeah, he stole my whole float. 
Uh, he I'll listens to Stevie right. Miguel. All right, boys. We'll see you guys soon. Dashing through the snow In a one-horse open sleigh Through the fields we go Laughing all the way Bells on bobtail ring Making spirits bright But fun it is to write and sing Saying song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open Dashing through the sh- <laughs> 